got it. Today's daf is daf nun aleph, and we pick up from the bottom words on nun amud beis amar papa. Last few words on nun amud beis. Rav Papa is going to give us a statement, and we are coming off of the last conversation where uh, we had a machlekas whether ikar shira bepe or ikar shira is belay is uh, is bishir right? Is it bepe or bishir? Meaning. Everybody agrees that there was singing done in the Beis HaMikdash. Everybody agrees there were instruments that were played in the Beis HaMikdash. And everybody agrees there was singing. Yeah, there was, you know, there, there needed to be, there needed to be Simcha there and, and Shira. The question is whether the Iker Shira is through singing with one's mouth or whether it was with instruments, okay? So we're going to try to prove uh, which opinion is correct. From the following Machlaikas Tanoyim. So Amar of Papa. Here we go. Tap of Nun Aleph Amar Aleph. Kitanoy. Let's look at the following Machlaikas Tanoyim. The Tanya. We learned in a Brisa. Avde Kaihanim Hayu. Who played the instruments in the Beis Hamikdash? So the Tanak. So Reb Meir says. Dibir Reb Meir. Reb Meir says the ones who played the instruments were actually the non-Jewish servants of the Kaihanim. Now. Let's think for a moment. If the main shira in the Beis HaMikdash is with instruments, would we allow that? Is that respectful? Is that bakavadik? Right? It could it even be done by non-Jewish servants of the Kehanim? If it's an ikr part of the shira? Probably not. Right? But Rav Meir says that the non-Jewish avodim of the Kehanim were the ones who played the instruments. According to Rav Meir, we're going to assume right now ikr shira bepeh. The main singing is with one's mouth. Obviously not the instruments, otherwise it wouldn't allow. That you know who played the instruments, you know who was part of the orchestra. It was the family of 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 Pegarim and from and the family of Tsipraya, and they both came from a Mayum. They had impeccable Yichus. They were Yisraelim with impeccable Yichus, so they were allowed to marry into the Kahuna. And since they intermarried with the kahuna, that kind of, you know, got them the uh, the abilities. You know, they kind of had an in on being um, playing the instruments. Now, according to this, it's not really part of the avaida because you didn't need a kain to do it. But it is an element of avaida in that we did not allow the the avodim to do it. Right? We allowed miyuchas dika yisraelim. According to Rabbi Yaisi, Chanina Barantignus says, no, they were the Leviim, the same Leviim that sang, were the Leviim who played in the orchestra of the Beis HaMikdash. Now, let's assume that the Machlekes is about the following. According to Rabbi who says that it was non-Jewish servants, it must be that the reason why non-Jewish servants could play in the orchestra is because it's not an integral part of the Avaida. Really, the Avaida is to sing. Playing instruments was an extra, so they could do the extra. And Rav Hanina, who says that they were Levium, the same way Levium had to sing, Levium had to be the ones who played the instruments because it's an integral part of the Avaida. Says the Gemara, no, that doesn't make sense because if you look at the middle opinion, if the Machleka says whether Ikashir Bepeh, and therefore Abadim could do it, or Ikashir Bekli, and therefore it must be Levium. What's Rabbi Yaisi's opinion here? Remember, Rabbi Yaisi was the one who said they were regular Yisraelim who had Yichus and married Kaihanim. So Rabbi Yaisi, Mike, Kosovar, Ikosovar, 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 Ikosovar,
So he should agree with Rav Meir that Filo Avadim Nami. He should allow even the non-Jewish Avadim to play the instruments. Because Avrei Kashir Bekli, and if he holds like Rav Chanina Ben Antignus, that the main part is Bekli, so it should only be Leviim, Leviim and Yisraelim Loi. We should only allow the Leviim. Where is he coming from? That must be that the whole three-way Machlekes of between Rav Meir, Rav Yisin, Rav Chanina. Is not a machlekes about ikrashir befe ikrashir bekli because Rabbi Yaisi's opinion doesn't fit into that machlekes. Okay, it's a good question. Said so. Says the Gemara. Ella the kuliyama ikrashir Really, everybody agrees ikrashira is bepe. And this is how we paskin halachalamaisa. By the way, the main thing in the Beis Hamikdash was done with a cappella. Yeah, you didn't need the instruments. But there's still a machlaikas, not about who's allowed to play. Oh, he's a, 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 or even a bottom line. No. You know what they're arguing about? How careful we were in our, uh, w- with who we put into our orchestra. Rav Meir says that kachava, what they did is they allowed the avodim and the kahanim to do it. And Rav Yaisi says, no, I want to let you know that they, it was only the most miyuchistic of people, yidin, that played in the orchestra, and Rav Chanina says, "No, it needed to be uh, that. Not it needed. It was the Levium who did it. So the Machlekes is not who's allowed to." Says the Gemara. The Machlekes is what level of Hakpada did we have in who we allowed to join the orchestra? Which goes back to I think what Rabiel was pointing out before. <laughs> You're going to want to have Yidden playing in the orchestra, right? Okay. The Ma'inaf Kamina. What's a practical nafkamina, whether ikrashira bekli or ikrashira bepet? The Gemara says the ma'ilam beduchim the yochs and the ma'isa kamifagi. Yeah, very important discussion. I want to preface it with the following: If somebody walks into shul with a yarmulke and tefillin, do you need to ask him if he's Jewish? Right? Do you have to ask somebody who walks into shul if they're Jewish when they walk out a yarmulke and tefillin before giving them an aliyah? No, you're allowed to assume that they're yidden. You're allowed to assume that. When it comes to the yichus of kaihanim, which most kaihanim don't really have nowadays, the way that it worked to know if somebody was miyuchis, whether somebody had the proper lineage, was whether we allowed him to go up to duchin. The word duchin means to go up on the platform. Duchin doesn't mean to give the bracha. We call it that nowadays. Duchin means to go up on the platform. To be when a, when a, if, a, if we saw a kayan up on the duchin, we're allowed to assume that he had the proper yichus of kahuna. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you a very important afkamina, whether ekrashira bepeh or ekrashira bekli. Because the ma'ilu miduchin liyuchsin the ma'isur kamifagi. Whether, when you see somebody doing this avayda, whether you could now consider him a levi or a kayan for other things. Mayor says that even an eved is allowed to play an instrument. Kasavar, he holds, ain ma'ilu miduchin liyuchsin vayla ma'isur. Just because you played an instrument doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean you're fit to get meiser like a levy. Doesn't mean you're you're uh, you know. It doesn't mean that you're uh, a fit kayan either. You're going to tell somebody the guy says I'm a valid kayan. I say really? How do I know? Prove it to me. Where's your birth certificate? Says, I don't have a birth certificate, but I'll prove it to you because in the base Hamikdash they let me play the harp. That's no proof. Because according to Rav Meir, Rabbadim played harps. Right? According to Rav Yaisi, who says that they were meyuchas, 
Yisraelim, Kasavar Milamidukhan the Yoksin Avalaiser, he's gonna say, Listen, you can give somebody proper yichus as a Yisrael if they played an instrument, because it's an integral part, right? However, you can't consider them to be Leviim. Umandamar Leviim are in accordance with Rib Khanina, who says that only Leviim played, then Taka, if somebody comes and says, I by the way, I played in the orchestra. So then, Kasavar Mailamiduchan Bain Liuchsa Mailamaisa. We say, okay, you know, you play in the orchestra, you can bring proof. You're a levy. You're a levy. You, you, you have your yichus, and a person is allowed to use their miser. He's allowed to take miser as a levy. Okay. Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba, Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba says, Machlekes Bishir Shosha Yeba, the whole Machlekes, um, about whether Ikrashira Bikli or Ikrashira Bepeh is by the Simcha Space Hashueva, De Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yudah Savar, Simcha Yisera Nami, Deiches Hashabes, according to Rabbi Yaisi Bar Yudah, says even additional Simcha, even if the instruments are not integral, but they're extra, extra Kvayt Shemayim is also Deiches Hashabes. Rabbi Nazar, we know Simcha Yisera, Enoi Deiches Hashabes, if it's just there as extra beauty, that's not going to be Deiches Hashabes, Avol Bishir Shal Karban. However, he says, um, when it comes to the singing of the Karban, says Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba, so when it comes to singing of the Karban, everybody, both Rabbi Yaisi and the Chachamim will agree, that it is an integral part of the Avaida and it is Daiche Shabbos. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Continuing on this topic, which we're going to do about whether Ikrashira, Bekli, or Bepet, we're going to keep on this topic up until the Mishnah. Maybe that's a challenging question. The singing is Deicha Shabbos. It's not Shabbos and it's not Deicha Yom Tov either. This is an upslug on Rabbi Yosef because Rabbi Yosef just told us that when it comes to the Rabbi Yosef said when it comes to the Simchas Beis Hashueva, um, everybody agrees that it's just an extra. It's a Simcha Yisera. Over here, you see that it's an integral part. We have an opinion integral part. Gemara says Piyufta. You're right. Reb uh, Yosef is wrong. Okay. Says Gemara. Maybe the machlokes about Ikrashira Bekli or Ikrashira Bepez specifically by the by by the Simchas Pesachueva by the drawing of water. Maybe this is an upshlag on Reb Yosef again. Okay. Because we don't know. The reason why we don't know is because Rabbi Yosef didn't tell us specifically what he holds about a shir shel karba. He only spoke by the shir shel shayeva. So the Gemara says, no, Amr lechar Rabbi Yosef, Rezik, who wiggle out of that question and say, pligi b'shir shel shayeva vuadin lekarba. And the haide kamifli b'shir shel shayeva, really the machlekes is both about ikrashira bekli or bepeh is by the shayeva and by a karba. But why do we only mention shal, uh, the machlekes by the drawing of the water, to let us know the strength of He holds that not only by a carbon, but even by the Shir Shal Shaiva, he'll say, even over there, it is Daicha Shabbos. Says how is that possible? Our Mishnah says that the flute, the instruments that were played by the Simcha Space Shaiva, Shaina Daicha Lai Shabbos, Lai Yamdiv, it's not Daicha Shabbos, it's not Daicha Yamdiv, Zehu Deinai Daicha. Yeah, it seems this is not daicha. Only the shir shal sheiva is not daicha Shabbos. But the, the singing of by Karbanas is daicha Shabbos. Money. Now who's going to be the title of our Mishnah? He said it's even daicha 
Shabbos by Shir Shosheva. Rabbana must be the opinion of the Rabbanon. And Taka, we have another strong question on Rabbi Yosef. He's double busted. A double of Shlag Tiyofta, the Rabbi Yosef Petarti. Gemara says, Tiyofta, you are Taka right. Period. Okay. Let's just wrap this up. Let's wrap up the Sugya. We got to our Mishnah. The Gemara wraps this up by saying, What's the background? We now understand there's a machlekas, whether Ikrashira Bekli, whether the main source of singing is with an instrument, or whether Ikrashira Bepeh, or whether it's with, with one's mouth. What are the sources for the machlekas? You can't just sit in the back of a bus and decide to argue. Where are they basing their opinions off of? So it says the Gemara, my taiba demadamar Ikrashira Bekli. What is the reason for the opinion which says that Ikrashira, the main Shira, is with an instrument? The Ksiv, it says in the, it says in, uh, it says in the Pasuk, Vayemer Chizkiyo la'ala Yisraela, Chizkiyo said um, to bring up the Eila la'ha Mizbeach, to the Mizbeach, uba'es heichel ha'ayla, and at the time that they started the carbon Eila, heichel shir Hashem, they started singing to Hashem, v'chatzaitzris, and the trumpets, v'ayidei, oh, they started singing to Hashem along with the trumpets, v'ayidei kli David melech Yisrael, and these trumpets, uh, the, the these trumpets also had alongside them the instruments of David HaMelech. Okay? So you see from over here that the singing which started at the Karban is was put together with the instruments. You see the instruments are just as integral to the Shira as the singing was. My time with Mandamar What's the reason for the one who says Kishira It's only with the mouth, not with the instruments. I we have a Pasuk. No, Dhsiv. He says there's a pasuk that says there was together those who were playing the chatzaytzris, those who were playing the trumpets, and the one singing to all sound like one koylechad, meaning it all sounded in unison, it all sounded together. It was uh, it was beautiful. Now according to this pasuk, all it's saying is that the sound of the trumpets were beautiful with the sound of the singing. But it doesn't say anywhere that you had to actually play the trumpets. Meaning, according to this opinion, interestingly, technically, they could have played a CD. Along with the singing, you could play the soundtrack. Along with the singing of the Kaihanan. The only thing that, need, that, that they had was the beauty of the sound of the instruments. But the fact that instruments needed to be played, that you don't see. So now, in classic Gemara structure, one has an, uh, a Pasuk saying Iker Shira Bekli, and one has a Pasuk Iker Shira Bepeh, what do they do with each other's Pasukim? It says, What is the one who says that only Iker Shira Bepeh? What do they do with the Pasuk of Chizkiyahu? That seems that the instruments were mamish, you know, used. He'll read the Pasuk like this. Hechel Shira, Shira Hashem Bepeh. Start singing Shir to Hashem with your mouth. And the instruments were only there to make it sound nicer. But it wasn't integral. The other opinion, okay. Um, it seems that What's he going to do with that Pasuk? The Meshayrim, the singers, are similar to the orchestra. Just like those who played in the orchestra, use a vessel, so too the singers also could be the ones who were playing instruments alongside, meaning you didn't need to have, a, right, you could have like a rock band, who the, the singer is also playing guitar. It's all, it's all, you know, it could be done together. That's what he's going to learn out from the Pasuk. 
Hence, each one ultimately, each opinion is ultimately sticking to his guns. Okay. End of that discussion. We don't have a psak halacha at the end of the Gemara. Each one's got their own opinion. We do paskin, however, la halacha. If you want to know, it was ikr shira bepeh. Okay? All right. We now come to a new mission. And this is going to be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, discussion as we go through the remainder of today's daf. This is such a... I, I, we, we got... It's, it's, it's crucial for us to try to imagine and envision the beautiful sight of the next Mishnah. I once heard a beautiful Zach from one of my Rabbeim. Beautiful thing. He says, sometimes you have a child who's got a crazy imagination. It's a wild imagination, right? And at times, parents, educators, we, we're like, you know, take it easy. What are you, why are you trying to be Spider-Man? Why are you trying to... You know, they, they, they're making up stories in their mind that are non-existent. We kind of, you know, we kind of uh, stunt it. And we're like, oh, we'll just stop it already. Is that that a Rebbe that once pointed out to me, he says, you should know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created imagination so that we can imagine HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu in physical ways. But when we use our imagination... The kayach of imagination makes things real. When we see a child playing pretend, they're learning how to, down the road, connect with the Rabbani Shalom. Not that it's pretend and fake, but it's learning how to connect and relate to something that you can't physically see right in front of you. When you have a child who's got a large imagination, that child's got a large ability to bring the Rabbani Shalom into their lives. So let's use, let's allow ourselves to go into that mindset, that zone, and, and really imagine and appreciate the sight of the Simcha Space Hashueva. Okay. Zok the Mishnah. Let's go. Third wide line on Nunalaf Amram. Mishlai Ra Simcha Space Hashueva Ra Simcha Miyamav. If you never saw the Simcha Space Hashueva, you've never seen a joyous party in your life. Here's how it went. Listen to this. On Matzah Yom Tiferishin, after the first day of Yom Tif of Sukkis, yeah, so you have the first day of Sukkis. Right after Sukkis, they didn't go into second day Yom Tif. It's, it's the it's Yerushalayim. Immediately after the first day Yom Tif, Yordulez Asnoshim, the Kahanim and Levim went down to Asnoshim umesakinim Sham Tikun Godot. And they made a tikkun gadol, which the Gemara is going to explain is, they started setting up the stadium. All right, they started setting up the stadium. We're going to get into that. And they brought golden menorahs, not just the menorah of the Beis Hamikdash. They set up as part of this party planning, beautiful large. Golden menorahs. And on top of each menorah were four golden bowls that held the oil from which we're going to put the, you know, uh, fill up the menorah and light it. You know how big each of these menorahs were? Okay? 
You know how big they were? It was four different ladders spread out, leaned against each menorah. They had four strong young men of Kaihanim, each of them holding 120 lug. We'll call that a little less than 120 liters of oil in their hands. Okay? And this oil was meant, that's how big these bowls were that contained the amount of oil for these torches, these menorahs, that are going to be lit. Again, it's at night. Keep in mind the, the scene. And the wicks were made out of the worn-out garments of the kaihanim, along with their belts. That they would tear it, they'd make the large wicks. The fire is as big as the wick. You want to know how big the wicks were? They were made from the pants, the worn-out pants of the kahanim. And this is what this is what they would light the menorahs with. There was not a single courtyard throughout Yerushalayim that did not receive light. That's how much light came out of the base Simchas base Hashueva of the base Hamikdash. Chasidim Chasidim and the Anshemaisa, those who were well respected, they were Anshemaisa. They would dance in front of the Kaihanim and the Vim. We now turn to Nunalifam with Bays. They would be juggling large torches. Okay, so you have this big stadium-like setting. Okay, Klal Yisrael is coming down at night. These huge menorahs with hundreds of liters of oil and large wicks lit up. Yerushalayim, picture stadium lights at night, right? It was lit up. It was lit up. And they said, The Hasidim and Shemaisa would say beautiful things, which the Gemara will get into what exactly they said. Beautiful words. The Levim were playing their harps. And their, um, oh, what are these called? Symbols, right? They had every instrument you want was being played. You couldn't count. Couldn't count all the different types of instruments, the amounts that were there. And the Levium stood, this whole orchestra of Levium stood. They stood on the 15 steps that went down from Ezes Yisrael to Ezes Nashim. But the hill and the 15 steps were there which corresponded to the 15 different chapters, Kapitluch, of Tehillim, that start with Shir HaMalas. The Levim stood on these steps, representing the Shir HaMalas, and they said the Shir of Amdu Shnei Kahanim Elyon. There were two Kahanim that stand, stood by the upper gate. That led They held trumpets. So alongside this humongous orchestra, on top in the back corners, you had these two Kahanim, each one with uh, with a trumpet, Kara Gever, and when the Gever, the one who would call out 
said toku varil v'toku. They blew a tekiya through a tekiya. Hiya l'mayla siris. When they got, then they walked down from to the tenth step. Toku varil v'toku. They took their trumpets and blew a tekiya through a tekiya. Just picture this. It's like you have this beautiful band, and all of a sudden, do do do. You know, with these trumpets in unison, and they would walk down five steps, go to the tenth step, and again, blow a tekiya through a tekiya. Higiu la they reached the Azara, Taka Vario Vitaku. Again, how you take him Hokam Achmagim Lashara Yetman Mizrach, and they'll blow Takiya through a Takiya until they reached the gate that led out east. Tikiu Lashara Yetim Mizrach, they reached that gate, Hofku Pnaim Mizrach Lamara, and they would turn their face from east to west for Armu, and they would call out by the first base of Mikdash. We had our our ancestors. We're in this place, Tachrayim Al Hikal Pnaim Kate Mushtakim Kame Lashemesh. And unfortunately, one of the issues that happened during the base of Mikdash. During that era, was people started to service to, to serve the sun. They served the sun instead of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But we Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the only thing on our mind is you. And then they would repeat and say, Yeah, we are for Hashem, and for Hashem we are all turned. That's the only thing that we are concerned about. Okay. Now, let's get into this. Let's get into this. We now have a little bit of a picture from the Mishnah. Beautiful Mishnah. Whoever never saw Simchas Beis Hashuiva never saw Simcha. There was a there was a whole party planning, a whole setup. These huge menorahs to give proper lighting and covet to the mitzvah. All of Kal Yisrael is there. The Mayetzes, Kedoyle Atayra, the Hasidim Ba'anshem Maisa are there juggling torches. You know, you just picture yourself. We're going to go through Gemara, and it's going to get even, it, it's going to get even like broader and more beauty. But you, you, you picture, you know, anybody who's been to Siyam Ashas, you picture 90,000, 100,000 Yidin that we're going to see in the Gemara that was nothing compared to the amount of people that were there. And then you, when you're at MetLife Stadium, you see the center dais. You see some of our Gedalim, American G'dayla, maybe some are brought in from Europe. We don't usually have so many G'dayla from Eretz Yisrael that attend the American Siyam Ashas. But still we're in shock. Like, I get to behold the Kavit Atayra. I get to behold a little bit of Shechina on that dais. At the Simchas Beis Hashuiva, they had the Sanhedrin. You had the, the, the creme de la creme, 71 men, they're all there and they're dancing and they're juggling. Let's see this Gemara, it's fascinating. has not seen real simcha in his life. Whoever never saw Yerushalayim in its glory never saw a beautiful city in his life. Now, Yerushalayim nowadays is stunning, right? You see, a person who has the merit to see Yerushalayim, we're in awe, right? You pull Yerushalayim, you're in awe. It doesn't compare. It's, it's, it's an emotional thing. It's like, it doesn't compare to the beauty of what once was. You picture now, it's like you just want to kiss Yerushalayim, you know? The beauty of what once was. Never behold it, we never saw beauty. Mishlai Rav, Beis and a person who hasn't seen the Beis Mikdash in its binyan when it stood, like Rav binyan before, like we never saw a beautiful building. Mahi. What is this Bryce is talking about? Amr Abayabai says, Some say, Was Rav Chistam, Zeb binyan hordis, 
It's referring to the base Hamikdash of Hordis, of Hordis, of Herod. Okay, but my bonnet, how did Herod build the base Hamikdash? Herod, very interesting guy, very interesting guy. Um, I don't have, I don't know if anybody's ever figured him out. He basically killed out the Sanhedrin. He killed out the Sanhedrin and then decided that he's in trouble, so he might as well build the beautiful base Hamikdash for Klal Yisrael. Um, <laughs> how to view him? I don't know. But the building that he built certainly is magnificent. How did he build the Beis HaMikdash? He built it with green marble and white marble. Some say Some say it was green marble, blue marble, and white marble. And there were, the stones were layered in such a way that, that it, it could have sit, it could have plaster holding the stones together, but it wouldn't be seen from the outside. All that was seen from the outside was the white, blue, and green marble. Savar the Dahava, and he wanted to cover the Beis Hamikdash with gold. Amrulu Rabbanan Shavke, the Rabbanan said it's not a good idea to coat it with gold. It's more covered to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when you have white, blue, and green marble to resemble the ocean. People would walk, when you walked up towards the base HaMikdash, that's what the base HaMikdash looked like. It was white, blue, and you, you go out into a vast green and blue ocean. You're like beyond. This was the, this is, this building of the base HaMikdash of Herod it it the Rashi says the Beis Hamikdash Mamish as you walked looked like there were ocean waves, it looked like there were ocean waves that were in constant motion that you were walking towards. Tanya we learned in a brayser. Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yudah says Mishlei Ra the Afloston Shalachsani Shamitzrayim Ayrokvaydon Shal Yisrael. Whoever never saw these beautiful these large structures of Alexandria in Mitzrayim, never saw the the covered that Klal Yisrael has to give, okay? You could build large buildings, you can have convention centers, but um, the buildings that they had in Alexandria of Egypt, when they went back there, after, uh, towards the end of the first base on Mikdash, that was a sight to behold. How so? Listen to this. Omru. They said, It was like a bay, a large Bisaliki. Okay? What's a Bisaliki? So, I've never been to Rome. I don't know. But they have like these Colosseums, no? What's a... Uh, um, Basilica. What's that? The word is Basilica. That's the... That, Basaliki is, is the Aramaic word. Okay, explain. What's a basilica? Okay, a large, a large structure, kind of like a, a stadium, a coliseum, right? Stoyav lefnimi stoyav, and they had double. Okay. Uh, it was meant for large gatherings.
Okay. All right. Uh, to me, it sounds like a, a theater type of setup. Right? Okay. Stoyev lefnim yistoyev. Rows of benches, one inside the other. Listen to this. Pa'amim, there were times, she'ahoyu ba'ashishim ribu, ashishim ribu, ka'afayim ka'itim mitzrayim. There were 1.2 million men at once. Double the amount of people that left Mitzrayim in these, in these structures of Yidin. Right? We can barely imagine a Siyam Ashas in MetLife Stadium. Barely. 90,000 people if you're lucky, if every seat was taken, right? They say it's 100,000. Okay, fine. 12 times that amount of Yidin coming together. There were 71 chairs for the 71 um, uh, members of the Sanhedrin. Now, Rashi says they didn't have a Sanhedrin in Mitzrayim, but they set their G'daylam up there. They had, it wasn't really a Sanhedrin, but they, they had, a, uh, we'll call it a Bezdin, of 71 Sadiqim who sat up on these are these large golden chairs. Each chair was made out of no less than 21,000 uh, golden kikar. And it was in the middle of, the, uh, of this large structure was a wooden platform. Bima shall eats, a wooden bima. The chazan akneses. And the chazan, the gabai of the shul, Aymer Aleha, would stand on top in the middle of the bima, v'hasturim biyadai, with handkerchiefs, yeah, handkerchiefs, large sheets in his hand. The kibbutz gielane zomim, when the chazan would say, v'agalav is mankarev and ruamein, he would raise up the sheet and people knew to say amen. Otherwise you couldn't hear him. Halaf meinif besudr. And he would wave it. And they didn't sit. This is so beautiful. You want to, again, what are we talking about? We're talking about Klal Yisrael in its utmost covered. Listen to what they did. Listen to how Klal Yisrael takes care of each other. So beautiful. It wasn't like you came, came in and you sat down. No. There's 1.2 million people. The goldsmiths sat together. The silver people sat together. Napochem Atzman, the blacksmiths sat together. Tarsiyim Bifnei Atzman, the copper people. Gardiyim Bifnei Atzman, the weavers. Yeah? Whatever occupation you were, you had your own section. Why? Listen to this. Not to schmooze during davening. When you have an ani, when somebody became unemployed and they had a particular degree or a particular area of experience. They didn't need to go walk around 1.2 million people to network, no. You know what they did? Oh, I was in diamonds. I lost my job. So you know what you did? You went to the diamond section. That's how you networked and got yourself a new job. Yisrael sat like this to make it easier for Yidin to, to get jobs, to have parnasa, Unbelievable. Amr Abayabai says, the Kulu Katalinu Alexander Mokden. Alexander Mokden, Alexander the Great, wiped it all out. My time on Shinhu, why were they punished? They had so much going for them. 
Why were the people of Alexandria, Egypt, Nebuch wiped out? Because it says in the Torah, You're not allowed to go back and resettle in Mitzrayim. Once we left Mitzrayim, unless a person's forced to, right? But you're not allowed to go back and resettle in Mitzrayim. This is a big issue, by the way, when people go and vacation um, in southern Israel. It's a big shaila. There's different paiskim who say different things about whether it's permitted to do so when you're going to leave the borders of Eretz Yisrael and even go uh, enter Israel. Does it mean not to visit? Does it mean, what, don't go back to mean not to visit? Does it mean you just can't live there? Either way, they went back and resettled in a very large way in Mitzrayim. Ki also, when Alexander came to to wipe them out. He saw them reading the Pesach. Hashem is going to send a nation from a distant place. Omar, Alexander said, Let's see. Yeah, it took me 10, here, 10 days to get here. It must be my time. Yeah, I'll be Matzliach if I try to wipe them out. It was supposed to take me 10 days. Instead, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped me with the winds, took me five days, and this must be a sign that I should be the one who takes care of Klal and ultimately this is what led to the downfall, the destruction of Klal Yisrael. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a good way to, not a good way to end off. Uh, not on a good note, but it's just the, the picture I would just the picture of the Simchas Beis Hashoeva. Going back to that Mishnah, we're going to keep talking about this. It's beautiful Gemaras till the end of the Masechta. Some beautiful, beautiful Gemaras uh, describing and discussing the Simchas Beis Shweva and what happened. Uh, Bez Hashem uh, on Matzi Shabbos will start the next Gemara, which discusses how the building was actually set up, how they set up the area of the Beis Mikdash <coughs> for the Simcha to uh, to take place. All right, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.